What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Dual Threat Picks. As always, your hosts here, joined by Jack Ravitz. I'm Anthony Saccone. Jack, March Madness is in the air. We got the spring fever going. There's some great picks to be announced as coming up this weekend. We got the Sweet 16 games. I'm so excited, and I know you are really excited. That's right, Anthony. I mean, it was, it's been a wild first weekend as expected. And listen, we were actually right. If you listen to our Dual Threat Sports Podcast episode, which focused just on March Madness, we nailed it. We both said there's no experts when it comes to March. Oh, zero. It, it's just whatever. You just kind of – sometimes you get lucky and you pick right. Others, like seedings go out the window sometimes. We have definitely seen that in these first two rounds. So, I mean, we'll try to give you some hot suggestions here. I don't know, fade us, we'll do whatever you want, but it has really been a crab shoot, and that's the beauty of March Madness. Yeah, and what's cool about the Sweet 16 kind of, I guess, some people still have life in their brackets, other people they do random pools, but for the most part, strictly just betting games doesn't happen that much on the first weekend in the round of 64 and the round of 32 because there's so many upsets, but we got some picks for this week for the Sweet 16. I'll kick mine off. I'm going to hammer Oral Roberts University, they're getting 11 points. Arkansas is minus 11. I don't know if Oral Roberts wins, but it doesn't matter because they're getting 11 points. They're not going to lose by more than 12. Good teams win. The great teams cover. Give me Oral Roberts. They, they are a pesky team. Took down Florida. Took down Ohio State. Why not go take down Arkansas? I mean, I wouldn't mind Arkansas winning just to, for my bracket. Honestly, I think I don't even have them in my bracket anyway. But I like Oral Roberts at plus 11. I like that. You're going with the ultimate Cinderella story so far in the tournament. And, you know, talk about a terrific story with Oral Roberts. Really, you know, a lot of people had Ohio State in the Final Four. I'll admit, I had them in the Final Four. Can I be um, honest? When the game was set to tip off now, there was like a million games. It was the first day. It was the official first day. Right. Of Monday. It was that Friday. I didn't even know Oral Roberts was in the tournament. I didn't know they were school. I didn't know they were on. I didn't know they even existed. I look up at the pregame and I see Oral Roberts, the 15 against Ohio State. I'm like, where, where did Oral Roberts come from? Because in my brackets, I didn't even think twice. Like, I don't even do like one of those random upset brackets. I just, Ohio State, next, on to the next game. I didn't even know Oral Roberts was, was a thing, a school, anything. <laughs> and that's the beauty of March Madness. That's why it's so special and so unique to like any other tournament. And I saw a tweet where it's like, you know, basically – it's about a hundred game sevens, right? Because it's just one game. Yeah. Um, the best team that day is going to win. Not the best team over the season, but the best team that day. Mm-hmm. So again, Oral Roberts back into their familiar role, the Cinderella story there, an 11 point underdog. I like that pick. Um, you know, Coach Musselman has a great team in Arkansas. They're tough. Um, I'm sure he's letting them know, listen, this Cinderella story ends Saturday, but we'll see. So going off of that, I am going with another, not a Cinderella story, but a surprise to many. The Syracuse Orange and Jim Beheim find themselves back in the Sweet 16 again. Jim and Buddy. And yeah, Buddy Beheim. He's been shooting the lights up. And yeah. they got themselves a matchup with the number two seed, the Houston Cougars. And this is going to be a very good matchup. Uh, Houston snuck by Rutgers. Rutgers choked that one away. Houston's a six-point favorite. I'm going with Syracuse yeah. plus six. And I may even have them winning this game because I think Syracuse – this is – a team that who I actually predicted to go to the Elite Eight that is playing some good basketball. They were playing good basketball in the ACC tournament. They did get into the tournament. Some people didn't think they deserved to, but they were playing some good basketball. And again, Jim Beheim in March with that 2-3 zone, don't underestimate that. So I got them pulling off an upset. 
definitely covering minus six, uh, plus six, but even winning the game. Right. It's, it, listen, that's a, it's a good bet. At, I mean, when I saw the line at Houston getting six, I was like, whoa, they beat Rutgers yep. barely. And their best player was injured last week. Hopefully he'll come back. He had the, the heating pad right. outside right. during outs and commercial break. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, I mean, listen, do I like that pick? Absolutely. But not, not do I hope it's wrong. I, obviously, I hope you're right. You're my guy. But I just – I need Syracuse to lose this game because shout-out to everybody back home for the Danny Boys pool. We have – we started with 60 lines and 60 possibilities. We're down to seven in just four days. That's, <laughs> that's how quick this pool does. You have to guess the final four, the national champion, and then the final score of the championship game. We had 60 different outcomes, possibilities – Losing them all one by one, dropping like flies. But in the seven lines we have left, every single one of them is has Houston in it. So I, along with the rest of the guys back home, are the biggest Cougars fans on the planet to get just just get to the Final Four, and then we'll worry about that after. But I don't mind that. that Island's pulling for Houston. That Island is riding the Houston Cougars. Let me tell you. And the best part is, no spreads are involved with that. That's just if Houston wins by one, I win. You win. Everybody wins. Let's go, Houston. I can meet you in the middle there. <laughs> and we'll keep things rolling. I'm going to stick with – you can't even say they're a Cinderella story anymore. Loyola, Chicago, I mean, I'm going to stick with them. At, they're given six and a half, but I think they should win by seven. I mean, you look at last week, they dominated Illinois by 13. So, I don't see why they can't beat Oregon State, who's also – I mean, they have been good in the tournament, Oregon State, in the last two games. Don't get me wrong. But at six and a half, if you could beat Illinois by 13 – you could beat Oregon State by seven. So I'm going to go Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago, and then I need them to lose in the next round to uh, – they would wind up playing uh, – who, who, who would Loyola Chicago play in the next round? If Loyola Chicago – Midwest, they would play Houston. There we go, Houston. My guys Houston, in Houston. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, again, Loyola Chicago, I really – I mean, now they're a favorite, but they just pulled off probably the second biggest upset, I'd say, in the tournament so far. Yeah, with beating I mean, Illinois, dude, a team Illinois. that many people thought was going to the to the finals, to play Gonzaga. Yeah, and if we're uh, talking about Staten Island, we had about thirty-five Illinois of the sixty. So you wonder why we're no longer barely we're barely breathing, treading above water. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, it was a thirteen-point blot. Illinois was never in that game, right? So uh, Porter Moser is a terrific coach. Um, so Oregon State's a scrappy team, and talk about a surprise in the tournament, the Pac-12. They're nine yeah. and one in this tournament. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so, they're you know. crazy. Right. So going off of that, the the, the middle game that day, the five fifteen game, mm-hmm. Villanova Baylor, very interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I feel like that's most disappointing about this matchup is that Villanova is not going to be at full strength without Connor Gillespie. Right. Um, I think if he was playing, their leader, and we talked about this last week, this Villanova team could be a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. With that senior, you know, that's what Gillespie brings as a senior leader. He's a veteran. I like Baylor. Baylor's minus seven. I just think Villanova, you know, they impressed me the first weekend. Many people had them, you know, losing in the, in the second round, the round 32. Yeah. Um, so, I like Baylor, though. I think Baylor's really good defensively. They guard well. Their guard plays terrific. Michael mm-hmm. Teague, Jared Butler, Gerard Butler. Um, so, they're a very well-coached, versatile team, and I think they're going to win. Uh, by double digits, I even say. So that's those are my two picks of the day. Baylor minus seven, Syracuse plus six, maybe even money one. I I love it. And just looking ahead to Sunday, real quick. I mean, we're not going to put it in any picks for Sunday because I mean, listen, these games are hard enough to predict. So right. Saturday games, two games there. That's protect the wallet. 
<laughs> but I'm looking at this Alabama uh, given five and a half right now. Mm-hmm. The way Alabama shot that ball in the second mm-hmm. half against Maryland the other night, yep. you got Petty, you got the, a couple of the other guys over there. I'm missing one name, Sh- uh, Shankleford. Um, got Quibble, Javon, Javon, Javon Quibbley. Um, they got – well, you know, uh, Nate Oates is a terrific coach. Uh, yeah. They got Shackleford, you're right, and they got Herbert Jones, who's just a monster. Just one to five, they, they yep. just shoot the lights out of the ball. And, if I mean, of course, that's the risk you take with three-point teams. If they're not hitting shots that night, then that's a really big risk. But this UCLA team, I mean, they've been running and gunning. They were in the play-in game, defeated Wichita State. Now they're making a little bit of noise in the tournament. Although Michigan State, I think it was Michigan State they knocked off, right? Was Michigan, Michigan State. It was Michigan, yes, yeah. Down, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think these matchups are in, like Florida State, Michigan, I think is going to be a very good game. Yeah, two and a half. That's tough. Right. To either one, that could go either way. And, and then Gonzaga. I, Gonzaga's not going to lose, but getting 13 and a half, that's a tough cover, 14 points against a pretty decent Creighton team. I mean, UC Santa Barbara gave Creighton all they, they could handle. So if I'm betting that game at all, the only thing I'm betting is Gonzaga money line. Now, I know it's not going to be a pretty line. We don't have it in front of us just yet. But if the only way I'm touching that game is if I'm taking Gonzaga money line because the 13 and a half for me is a little bit much. But the lock for Gonzaga to win this game, I mean, the way they've been playing, it's just they're like on their own level. Got so it. I'm going to go Gonzaga money line in that game if I'm touching that at all. I think that's the, the safest route to go. Um, I mean, listen, I could see Creighton, you know, making this somewhat of a game, staying between that seven and ten point margin. But, it, it, you know, I think you're right. The safest way to go is take Gonzaga money line because the way Gonzaga, you know, with Suggs and Kisper and Timmy, the way he played, like, Timmy was they're so problem. dominant. And, you know, they make their free throws down the stretch. Um, yep. They're very poised. I think this is Mark Few's best team that he's had at Gonzaga, yep. which is saying a lot. Right, their uh, guard play. I just, I they they could just run away with this game, no doubt about it. Memhall and Jalen Suggs, whew, they are electric to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be an exciting Sweet Sixteen. Um, obviously, you know, we all said how electric it was just to watch March Madness again after last year. Right. And certainly, the round the sixty-four and the round the thirty-two did not disappoint. Absolutely, did not. And you and I, we had some pretty good picks just going in our brackets last week. We did our regular podcast. I have three of my four Final Four still left in there. Mm-hmm. Illinois, of course, they lost. I mean, that was a big surprise. But Gonzaga's still fighting. Baylor's still fighting. Alabama's still fighting. We, we use a strong word, Sakon. I'm down to one Final Four team. Oh. I, I oh. have – no. Wait, I got to look real quick. Sorry. But I'm I know – You had Gonzaga in there. I have Gonzaga. Gonzaga's my, my winner. But for the Final Four, Yeah. It's just Gonzaga. I had Texas. I had Ohio State, and I had Illinois. Oof. So, and here's the thing: I watch a lot of college basketball. It's probably my favorite sport to watch, other than maybe the Knicks or the Mets when they're on. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's no experts in college basketball once March comes. I mean, you can I talk want- about the game, break it down. Who's got the better point guard? Who who's gonna win the battle on the board? Like it, that doesn't matter. It's just whoever shows up that day and plays better basketball, and that's the beauty of March Madness. So, yep, and. Uh- Hey, some great picks, some great insight. Fade us, don't fade us, love us, whatever it is. Thank you guys so much for watching another episode of the Dual Threat Picks. And we will see you next time here on the Dual Threat Sports Podcast. Don't forget to check out our website at dualthreatsports.weebly.com for some blogs, daily picks, you name it. They're all on there. And as always, we love you guys. See you guys soon.